Welcome to a, another edition of the New England Travel Journal podcast. Sam Doster with you, and today we are joined by Lelania Dubé of the Hartford Flavor Company. She is a creatrix. Uh, Lelania, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to join us. Thank you so much for having me. And Lelania is here because we follow the Hartford Flavor Company on Instagram, and they have been doing some really, really great stuff since this COVID-19 uh, pandemic really gripped the entire region, state, world, however you want to put it. But first, Lania, explain to those who might not know, what is a creatrix? Uh, so a creatrix is a uh, female creator, and um, basically I am the, uh, the brains behind the business, the creator of all things Hartford Flavor. And let's start at the beginning. How did the Hartford Flavor Company begin, and what is the mission of your company? So uh, the mission of my company is uh, I wanted to create all natural botanical liqueurs that weren't chemically flavored. Uh, but also part of our mission is to be involved in the Hartford community, creating jobs in Hartford, particularly safe places for women to work, as well as creating a green company. So it's not just about the booze. Uh, we do have a broader concept. And the way this started was that I couldn't drink anymore after um, a lifetime of uh, being a party girl. And uh, that was rough. And so after six months of no drinking and detoxing, I was sitting on my couch on a hot August day and I said, this sucks. I want a cocktail. Life is better with a cocktail. And so I, uh, I had been making the cranberry liqueur for Christmas gifts just uh, for friends and family and neighbors. And I remembered the recipe and I said, hey, I can make more of that because I know what's in it and I don't usually feel sick after drinking it. So I made the lavender out of my garden and it was excellent. It took a minute for my brain to wrap around it, but it was indulgent and beautiful and so different from anything else that was out there. But I didn't really think of anything then. I just gave it away for some gifts and had some parties. And then I brought... Uh, both the cranberry and the lavender to a neighborhood party uh, Christmas of 13. And there happened to be industry people there, uh, mixologists and restaurant owners. And they tried it and said, oh my God, you've got magic in a bottle, get this to market. And my initial thought was, crap, another thing to do. But um, <laughs> my husband liked the idea. And, uh, and so I was very resistant. And then a couple weeks later, it was my birthday, I had my first cocktail out in a year, and I had an immediate headache from that cocktail. And so that was the moment where I said, if I don't do this, I'm never going to be able to have a clean cocktail out again. And that was my impetus to start. And so we signed papers in April of 14. I had done a bunch of test flavors. I had talked to friends and family. I had tested about 300 people in a blind test panel. And everybody said, go for it. So um, we launched Wild Moon Liqueurs, our first line, in March of 15. We were just about to have our five-year anniversary when the walls came crashing down and COVID became the new friend in town. Yeah, and an unfortunate new friend for sure. We're talking with Elena Dubé of the Hartford Flavor Company in Connecticut. Uh, but even as those walls came crashing down with the coronavirus pandemic, 
you guys really wasted no time. I remember seeing this very early on uh, during the pandemic when there was a lot of talk about hand sanitizer shortages because everyone was rushing to stores, buying them. Uh, I know myself, I found out the hand sanitizer that I had in my house was out of date, which I did not know happened to hand sanitizer. But you guys came up with the idea to make your own. How did that idea come about, and what kind of response did you receive? So uh, the idea came about uh, kind of early on. Um, I would say the first week or so in March, I had seen a few trade magazines where other distilleries across the country were starting to slip over and make hand sanitizer. But making hand sanitizer would be illegal for a regular distillery unless you had a special license for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know that there were a few people that were making it illegally. Um, and I was kind of uncomfortable with that. I'm generally law-abiding. And um, so I really was uncomfortable, um, but we were getting closer to the shutdown. And I, um, I, you know, my staff mentioned it, I, and I was like, well, you know, let me take a look. I had seen that another company had lobbied the government for special permission and received a special temporary permit. And so I was like, well, maybe, maybe we can. I'm not sure. But in the meanwhile, uh, that Monday, uh, March 16th came along, and I had to lay off all my staff, which was a very, very hard day uh, because part of what I do is create jobs. And right. so that was, that was really, really hard. And that next day, we looked into the recipe a little bit more, and I was just about to lobby the government on that Wednesday when I got an email from TTB, the government arm that regulates distilleries, that we had temporary permission going until June 30th to make hand sanitizer. So we looked at the regs and we made up a formula and we were for sale that Friday, which was very fast. <laughs> and, yeah, then, for sure. and then we got a, um, a call from... Uh, Channel 30 did a story up on us Friday night at 11 that aired. We had the phone ringing off the hook till around 2 a.m. But in the meanwhile, we had gotten a letter from the FDA saying that TTB got their formula wrong and we need to tweak a few things and change the labeling to make it legitimate. So we stayed up that night and reformulated and fixed the labels and we were ready for sale Saturday at 11 where we had a line around the door for about two weeks. So it was wow. pretty amazingly received. So many people had come into the store with tears in their eyes saying, thank you, my God, you're saving my company, you're saving my workers. I have essential people, nursing homes and nurses and doctors and uh, other people providing uh, in-home care. So it was an extraordinary first couple of weeks and we were so humbled and I was able to bring my staff back and hire actually a few extra people, some bartenders that are out of work. And it was, um, it was extraordinary, truly extraordinary. What, what was your reaction to seeing the first time you saw a line that long? What, were, were you surprised by it? Were you expecting that? Uh, take me through that thought process. I was humbled, and I was a bit frantic because we were literally making it as fast as it would sell. Yeah. So we, it was just, we were frantically like little bunnies in the background making, 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 and as we would get it onto the shelf, it would be sold. 
and the look of despair in people's eyes and so many times uh, people in tears and, and, and relief on their face that they were able to find this was just, it was, um, it was a very different thing. It was very extraordinary. Now, what allows a distillery to switch so quickly from making liqueur to, to making hand sanitizer? So the, really the difference is that um, it's just alcohol. And so the base spirit, our regular base spirit, is what we're using to make hand sanitizer. And so it's a very simple formula with uh, aloe and essential oils and water. Um, and so it was, it was very easy and natural for us to switch over, and that's why the federal government asked distilleries to flip over in this time of need because of the massive hand sanitizer shortages. We're talking with Lelania Dubé. She is of the Hartford Flavor Company. We're talking about the hand sanitizer that they made in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. But right now we want to flip back to the business in normal times because you guys do a lot of wonderful things when the economy and everything is up and running, uh, as we hope it is soon. But you mentioned some of the early liqueurs that you make. You make a number of different ones. How do you come up with the flavors? Do you have anything that you consider a signature flavor? So uh, we have seven flavors in the original Wild Moon Botanic, Wild Moon Liqueurs line, and then we just added Wild Moon Botanics, which is four more flavors. I come up with flavors. I test maybe I've tested now 100 different uh, herbs and flavors and berries and spices. And I come out with the best of the best. Whatever my tests are, those are the ones that I want to have. I like unusual flavors personally, and so the rose and lavender are my favorite of the line of original Wild Moon flavors. Uh, but for a signature, we basically it has to do with season. So the lavender and the cucumber are the summertime best sellers, and then in the fall it's cranberry, and in the winter the chai spice is the favorite, and then in the spring it's usually the rose and the lavender. So it's, it's fun for people to try different things at different times of the year. Both our lime and our birch uh, are very seasonless and are used in so many different things. And Birch and Bourbon is a signature cocktail that we have, and that might be our most famous signature cocktail that's, um, that's had all over the state by many different kinds of people. And I'll be at a fair, and I'll have people come up to me and just pump their arm and say, Birch and Bourbon. And so that's kind of uh, fun to have experience. Now, I, what would you tell someone if they've been to a brewery, a winery, but haven't necessarily experienced liqueurs or, or gone to uh, a tasting room like yours, uh, what would you tell them about coming in to experience something like this for the first time? So liqueurs are the flavoring agent for cocktails primarily. They are also used in cooking and baking and to flavor all sorts of other things. I will often have a wild moon liqueur flavor say like a cucumber in just some sparkling water with fresh lime and mint. So it can be a very light cocktail too. Um, but the liqueur drives the cocktail flavor. So you have a base spirit and then you have a liqueur flavor. That's your flavor for your cocktail. And then you have a mixer or a lengthener. And that creates a basic cocktail structure. And so what we do at Harper Flavor Company is create these very unusual, very concentrated flavor forward 
reduced sugar liqueurs that have no chemicals, artificial flavors, or colors. And we are trying to create a whole concept around cocktails that is cleaner drinking. And so I like to call these kind of granules for alcohol, if you will. If you take your uh, favorite uh, wild moon flavor and take your favorite base spirit and a favorite mixer, you're going to have a cocktail that you like. And so we do transfer and make very simple cocktails with that basic structure. So that's very fun. And then when you come into Harper Flavor Company, normally we give you a tour of the distillery, a taste of some of the flavors, and then a complimentary sample size cocktail so that you can enjoy the experience, see some very interesting, innovative cocktails that we're making. Uh, it is a distillery that is designed by a woman, so it's uh, very interesting and funky. I've got a plant wall. It feels cool. It is a little hidden gem in Hartford, and it's very opposite experience of a large distillery or of a masculine industrial distillery. Right. And during normal times, people can also visit what you call Diana's Lair. Is that the is that what you're talking about, where you have the plant wall? And what what's that atmosphere like when it's it's bu- it's buzzing on a weekend? Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, yes, that's Diana's Lair. It's our tasting room. And uh, that's named after our logo. So Harper Flavor Company needed a logo when I formed the company. And uh, I chose um, Diana, the goddess, um, primarily because um, she's goddess of the hunt and goddess of the wild of all nature. And I've been a sustainable landscape designer for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. So it really resonated with me. I'm an herbalist. And it, it, it just felt really right. And so Hartford means deer crossing in Old English, and I needed a logo for the company that somehow represented a deer, but I didn't want to get sued by, you know, the Hartford or John Deere. Right. <laughs> and so I remembered from my mythology that the goddess Diana, her constant companion, was a deer. And I thought, cool, ballsy chick, uh, goddess of the hunt, and um, so she is my logo. So that is how we get that, the name Diana's Lair. And so when you come in, I want you to experience the natural world um, painted on the floor of the tasting room is, are the clouds. Um, and then we have plants all over and uh, then a very small, interesting little bar. So it, it feels like you're transformed a little bit into a place of magic when you come in, and that's my goal. Very cool. Yeah, it sounds like certainly a, a good place to come and unwind and step away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Absolutely, a place um, where it's outside of time a little bit. Now, uh, Lelania, we want to get you out on on this one more, and I know we've touched on it a, a couple of times about how how you were humbled by by helping the community. Um, but this is the reason that we are talking today. The reason I Hartford Flavor Company jumped a little bit more to our attention. But just sum up one more time how you feel about helping the community in this time of meeting, what your plans are, if you're going to keep doing that through June 30th, or if you're going to scale it back a little bit, what that looks like is starting, we're recording this on May 19th, tomorrow being May 20th, when, tomorrow when the state starts to slowly reopen a little bit. Sure. So uh, basically we have been given permission to, uh, for a temporary license to go all the way to December 31st. So I do plan on getting a regular license and continuing this because the response has been so amazing. 
I have nurses that come in to me and say, please don't make me go back to regular hand sanitizer. I love this stuff. It doesn't burn my hands. I, I feel safe and I also feel good. And so some of those ladies I just have touched my heart so much. Um, we have also created a donation arm of the company for this mm. pandemic. And so um, proceeds, part, portion of the proceeds for regular public purchases goes to our donation crusade. And we have donated about $40,000 now of product to uh, Connecticut hospitals. I think we're at, I think we've donated to about 35 hospitals now. And um, that has just been maybe one of the most extraordinary moments of my life because uh, the look of relief on people's faces when they see what I'm bringing them and uh, the hope the, in their eyes, it's just, it's been so humbling and I am so happy to be part of the solution and, and be one of the helpers and do my little part in this whole pandemic. It's, uh, it's truly changed my life. Yeah, I think it's quite remarkable. I know for myself personally, I've been trying to do my part staying home, uh, but just watching your story and the, the different stories, I know yesterday on the news I saw something about a young college student uh, selling masks for for teddy bears to send to children, that also another mask went with it to encourage them to wear a mask. Just to see all these different stories of all these different companies and people finding a way to to help each other out, it's it's uplifting for, I know, someone like me who's been mostly at home trying to do my part in that way. It's just a very uplifting thing to see. I'm so glad. It is. It's so uplifting and so uh, uniting. We are, we are stronger together. We are in this together. And it, it brings hope and light to everyone. It, this is, you know, I feel that there's, in the beginning, particularly those first couple of weeks, the fear of the people that mm-hmm. were coming into the shop that were buying the first hand sanitizers. They were so afraid, and I'm really hoping to bring them some something positive to focus on and something that is um, full of light and, and peace for them to, to calm them a little bit, to, to satisfy them a little bit. Um, and I, I hope that sir, I've seen so many other companies being part of that light and part of that change, and um, either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And... I really believe that, and it's so good to see so many people that are trying to be part of the solution. Yes, for sure, and uh, I think Hartford Flavor Company uh, has certainly been one of those leading lights here in the Connecticut area and beyond. Uh, this has been Lelania Dubay from the Hartford Flavor Company. Lelania, thanks, thanks so much for taking uh, some time to join us to talk about your company and also about the great that you're doing during this coronavirus pandemic. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I've been Sam Dostler, and this has been the New England Travel Journal Podcast.